Welcome. This is Money Heart, where we explore the emotional side of money. I'm Camille Diaz, and today we're discussing inevitable money moves. My guest is Elle Nezovic. She's an intuitive money mindset and abundance coach for women in business. Elle empowers women to break through their inner glass ceiling and get the financially fierce mindset and energy that it takes to make money inevitable. As a former business owner in the male-dominated construction industry, Elle is passionate about shifting the financial consciousness of female leaders. Elle, welcome to Money Heart. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of your show, so it's like a, such a big deal to be here today. Yay! Thank <laughs> you so much. It's always great to get to interview a listener who's passionate about it and has money info to share, so this is super cool. I'm excited to hang out with you. Um, we got introduced to, by a mutual friend and just felt like we had known each other for like our entire lives the moment we met, so yeah. <laughs> It's always good when the universe does that. Yes, yes, absolutely love that. Um, but I did not know that you were in the construction industry. I'm not sure how I missed that before. I've worked in construction a little bit by having a client that I, I sort of did some stuff for for a couple of years. And uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like I, that's where my, the bulk of my career comes from right out of the business school. I <laughs> met my husband and he had just started his construction company. So I thought, hey, why not grow it with you? Yeah. So we grew this amazing construction company from ground up into it was a multi six figure company in its height. And I ran our marketing and residential division. So wow. it was a lot of fun. It was very fast paced. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just I remember going to my massage therapist for a, a massage uh -huh. and uh, I would tell him, you know, Peter, I'm in construction. And he would just look at me. He would say, L, your shoulders are at your ears because it's so fast paced that that you're yeah. always on the go, you know? Yes. But it was you're always learning. on the go and something is always going wrong. That's literally, you know, Camille, what you just said is so true. That's all construction is. It's like you have a plan. There is a vision. It's great. But then most of the time you're putting out fires yes. and then there are multiple fires. Yeah, it's. Yes, you're just putting out fires and fixing it and trying to keep everybody reasonably happy. Like the clients are are never fully happy because you're exactly. in their house or they're or you're, they're waiting yeah. on you for something. And so they're always a little on edge with you. Uh, and and it's just it's just a hard, hard industry. So like that's super rough. <laughs> It's, and what I found too, being a woman on site. So a lot of times mm. when we were starting out, I would actually be on site, whether as a site super, or I would do some of the painting myself. Sure. And I found that it was, I don't want to say not welcoming to women, but I definitely had to prove myself. I was in this yeah. uh, big boys club of these, <laughs> with these men who were in the trades and who, you know, a lot of times wouldn't necessarily listen to me. They would still call my husband back in the office for approval. Yeah. That was a little bit of a culture shock. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I had similar experience. Um, sometimes I did some work as well, painting, and I would get supplies and I would do, you know, clean up things and whatever. And I think it wasn't until I was better at showing up on time and getting more done than some of these other people who'd been in it for such a long time that I was kind of showing them up and they're like, oh, huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. kind of turned around you know I, I had a little bit more a uh, little bit more respect on there and thankfully the person that I was working with um, was really supportive of me you know the owner of the company um, treated me the same as everybody else and was really really nice and supportive and kind of told the other people like hey 
don't mess with her because <laughs> I'll throw you out before I throw her out. So Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think for me as well, this, uh, establishing a reputation in the construction industry was all about consistency. And that's yeah. one of the biggest pillars to running your own business today. If you're an entrepreneur or you got your own show, consistency, like just show up, show up, show, like tell the people that you're there, you know, let your clients know you're there, you're available yes. for business. You're going to, it builds so much trust. Because right. even if they're not working with you right away, they know that, hey, you're going to show up consistently and you're going to provide value in some form. So, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Just consistency in any industry, just being the one that's there, being the one that shows up and answers questions. You know, yes. so many people just put up their sign and they're like, don't buy from me. And then you're like, hey, how does this work? Or, hey, what about this? Yes. And crickets. And you're just like, well, now I got to go find somebody else who talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes so I love this theme for today that you have brought inevitable money moves let's talk about the money stuff because this is what you do right this is this is your industry now tell me tell me about that what how did you how did you even switch to, to money? it was a huge switch it was uh, a bucket of cold water in the morning <laughs> was I prepared probably not yeah uh, is any of us prepared when we start our own business yeah. uh you know, yeah. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My mom was an entrepreneur. So my former spouse was an entrepreneur. I, I watched businesses start and grow. And I love the challenge of how do we create a real thriving entity from nothing, from scratch. Yes. And um, when I left the construction business, I started out on my own. I started out as a meditation coach for moms because at the time I had become a mom and I'm like, oh, there's stress in our lives. So let's meditate, yeah. which was great. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it was at the start of COVID and mm. I was doing it on my own and I found like I ran into some serious blocks. So the blocks I realized were all in me actually, mostly how to show up, visibility blocks, visibility, uh, I mean, blocks around selling, blocks around money, mm. all of the stuff in the back of my head that I had kind of pushed aside in my thriving career and school, right? Yep. Now we're at the forefront because now it was L's time to pay bills fully and right. it was my time to show up fully and that was terrifying so yeah. I started interviewing I, I predominantly work with women although we're going to talk about principles that apply to both men and women today but sure. the more I interviewed women the more I realized actually this is ingrained in us we uh, from a visibility feature it's a little scary for someone to step in in front of this big audience of this online space say mm -hmm. this is who I am and this is my price right. uh, how do we not feel icky doing that how do we not feel um, kind of shameful or scared to do that so yeah. this is where the money mindset comes in this is literally what I do it's my <laughs> this is my bread and butter I love it and then because I I include a lot of intuitive practices. It's like, I call myself an intuitive money mindset and abundance worker, because really, truly, I think it it has to go not only mindset, cleaning out subconscious, but then also working with the super conscious mind, working with the universe or whatever you believe in, whatever your universe is, whether that's just life or rhythm or flow, doesn't matter. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I have so much to say today, Camille, you will have to cut me off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're going to try to get as much of it in as we possibly can. Uh, I love how you pointed out, like, does anybody as an entrepreneur really know what they're doing and what they're getting into? It's almost like becoming a parent. People can tell you how it is. They can tell you what the amazing stuff is. They can tell you what the really hard stuff is. But until you're in it, you don't really know. 
like you don't really have a clue what, what it's like until you do it. So yeah. And there's so much of that analogy. We can even go into the whole pregnancy phase. You're so excited. You know, you have an idea for a business. You're like, yes, I'm going to do this. And you start talking about it yeah. until the moment where you have to actually sell and right. show money coming into your account. You know, when that baby is born, you're like, okay, who's going to change this diaper? Real life has just hit. <laughs> it's 3am. I just want to sleep. I don't want to deal with this. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Somebody has to come up with food. Somebody has to change yes. the diapers. Yes. Same thing in a business. Somebody has to pay the bills. Somebody has yeah. to clean the place. Somebody like all that yeah. stuff. And if you're a solopreneur, uh, somebody is you. Somebody's all the somebodies are you until you are you. able to invest in, you know, a VA or whatever it is that you need. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. All the somebodies are you. So <laughs> yes, it takes, it takes a lot of adjustment uh, and you got to learn on the job. It's not yeah. like you can go figure all this out ahead of time and then go into it and everything runs smoothly and perfectly. No matter how much education you give yourself ahead of time, you might be a little bit ahead of the game, but not much because still stuff's going to fly at you that you don't know. So tell, talk a little bit about just the word money. Uh, I know that's kind of where you start when you're working with people. Where do we get tripped up in this kind of money mindset? Where are we blocking ourselves? All of that. I probably skipped ahead, but you know, I, I love all this. So just, just kick us off with like, oh, what's up with this word money that we yeah. have so much, so much baggage to sometimes. Yes. And it really does. First of all, it, there, is there is a reason why we don't discuss salaries with our friends and family. There's a reason why we don't discuss incomes, even when we become uh, business owners. Uh, I feel like we only really discuss incomes uh, other than with our partners or our spouses. We only discuss them with our coaches. We don't discuss them with family and friends. There's an element of, let's say, shame or uh, a discomfort. You know, you don't, you wouldn't go up to somebody and be like, hey, how much do you make a year? Because then, you know, why? Because we're triggered. So money actually creates like this really uh, intense anxiety over how much we have, how much we can afford, all of the things. So when we talk about money, I think that word, even looking at the word money and just if you're listening to this podcast right now or you're watching this beautiful video right now, just think about what the word money means for you. And mm. it's not just the word money, anything associated. So money in all of its branches. So we're talking about finances, budgeting, spending, uh, anything to do with currency. And it could be in English. It could be in a language that you speak from back home. Um, you know, I'm Eastern European. So I think of the word pare or dineros in Spanish. Yeah. I'm learning Spanish right now. So nice. <laughs> I don't know. Just thinking about what that actually evokes for you. And what comes to mind really is a small tip of the iceberg. Because the rest of the things around money are in subconscious mind. We actually don't know how much we keep in ourselves, especially in our subconscious when it comes to money blocks. So this is why looking at money blocks is really important. Going through it is really important. It's kind of like the shadow work of the money mindset work. It's not sexy and oftentimes it is not fun. But I promise you looking at it, letting things come up feeling whatever needs to be felt going through it builds compassion for yourself so you can start to release some of this stuff. And what do I mean by some of this stuff? So when people come to me with issues and, and here are some of the things that I see with my clients when it comes to money, simple things like getting a notification that a bill is due in your email in the middle of the day while you're super productive. And what can oftentimes happen if you're not prepared or you haven't 
you know, set yourself stably in your money mindset is you start on a downward spiral. So just mm. think about this and see if this is you, you know, uh, a bill for your hydro comes in. You're like, oh, wow, that's gone up since last year. Well, and then you're thinking about inflation and then you're thinking about the economy and then you're thinking about your business. Are you going to be able to do it? And then all of a sudden, like you've really gone down that spiral of what if, what if, what if, how can I do this? It's and there's so much negativity around it, yeah. right? It's amazing. And before you know it, like your day is off track. You were so productive. And now you're in this whole mindset of how am I going to make ends meet because of one, one trigger, one notification and email. Wow. That is, you know, and that is kind of like makes the best case for not checking your email all day that I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Not just around money, but the way you describe, you see this one notice for one bill, you know, and all the things, you know, electric, water, gas, yes. trash, what are they all email, you know, your credit card emails, yes. you know, like every <laughs> single thing you have emails you that your bill's coming up, right? Your, your due date's coming up. So you just see one and then that sets off that money trigger, which is probably a lack type of response. I don't know if I have enough to pay that. Oh my gosh, I have to go figure that out later. Oh, I got to send it in before the due date. Like just all of this panicky feelings and like you said spiral just we're 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 totally out of control spiraling on every other thing related oh by the and I have to grocery shop oh and I have the other bills coming tomorrow oh and I got more interest accruing on my credit card oh I got like it just yeah yeah so I mean it's fine now is looking for other pieces of evidence to prove that you're right and by the way, you're always right. So here's the here's the kicker. If you think that it's hard and you know you're getting in this place of lack, your mind will literally go back to all the other things in your life or in your past where there was lack to show you, hey, I you're so smart. I got you. This is you know, we've been right before. And now and the problem is not so much that you go through this mindset spiral. We're talking about money moves. What drives money moves? So when I when I coach my clients, we talk about three elements. We talk about mindset, uh, words, and then finally actions. Mm-hmm. So actions don't just come of themselves. Mm-hmm. When we're in that lack mentality, and now you have to show up for your business, that comes through. Because what if you have a sales call that afternoon after you've just gone off this tangent of, you know, how are you going to make ends meet? Right. You don't want to come off in that desperate, icky energy. So it's very yes. important that, you know, we come, we come clean. And that's really, to me, money mindset is pivotal for, for any entrepreneur, because we really, uh, a lot of the energy that we come off with, people can pick up, people know when things are not right. Every time. <laughs> yeah. So every time people always know, people always know. <laughs> like, and I, you know, when you have that sales call, you were talking about, I sometimes call that um, like commission breath. You know, when you feel like you have to have the sale. And so I love that, that phrase. I might take that from you. Camille. Go for it. Cause I did not make that up. And, oh, you did it. Okay. I can think of it. I did like- not. I got that from someone else and I don't know where from. And so uh, I call that R and D rip off and duplicate. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it was a yeah. phrase that was kind of going around our networking group for a while. Um, yeah, it's commission breath, you know, it's like you, instead of you ate the onions or garlic at lunch, you ate all the nervousness and lack and fear at lunch. And now you are blowing commission breath in your prospect's face while you're having that, that, uh, discovery call later. And they know that you've got to get paid 
and they feel it and they're like, I don't think that's the person I want to work with. Even if they're not intuitive, you, you've had this, every one of us has had that experience of just a bad gut feeling like this is not, there's something icky yeah. or something's off. Yes. And, and then guess what your mind does? Then your mind says, see, I told you, I told you they were going to say no on that sales call or later. See, yeah. weren't we right? And then you add it to your list of evidence. Right. So this, this is why it's so important. Like we're going to go into three mindset shifts that I, I use, I teach my clients to use all the time. That's, that's what we're eventually getting into, but this is why this work is so pivotal to stop it when it starts right. to have compassion for yourself still not to beat up on yourself for any of this mindset of the lack mindset, because I would really like to, if it's okay with you, I'd really like to touch upon where I think the uh, subconscious lacking mentality comes for us. As yes. Awesome. So really there's three fundamental reasons why we have lack mentality. The first one uh, you've heard of before, it's a simple one. It's childhood. Typically, mm -hmm. when I speak to my clients, um, they'll tell me things like, you know, there was no, no money for summer camp. Um, they were watching mom and dad budget all the time. Uh, you know, anytime that their friends had new clothes or something cool, they would always have to either save up or wait for Christmas. So let me right. know if that's you or or if you, you know, if you can think of all the other things in your childhood where you felt somehow that money was uh, limited. Yeah. So I, I can share a short story on this one because this one did used to apply to me. Um, I, my mom was a single mom for a while and we were on a tight budget and she, you know, this was before you had apps and spreadsheets and whatever. Like she just had us this, this little note card that she kept in her, like a three by five card, kept it in her purse and she wrote her budget on there in pencil. And then when she'd spend something, she would erase and write the new number of how much she had left in that category. So she had this card and somehow I would, I would watch her do this. And it made me very good at saving, very good at budgeting, very good at managing money, very good at not overspending, like all of that kind of stuff it was good for, but it gave me a limiter that I thought I would always have just enough, mm. just enough to get by just enough to pay all the bills, just enough to get the things we needed. And I held myself at just enough wow. for years, for years until I released that block, figured it out, went, oh, I'm allowed to have more than enough. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> We're good now. But I had no idea that that was even a thing until I went through an exercise with a coach that had us kind of look at all these different areas. And that one came up for me and I was like, Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea, no idea that that was stuck and that it was even making a difference. Cause I did get so many great skills from it, but it got that one limiter and it just, for some reason, whatever I needed was there, but anything extra just kind of disappeared. So oh, crazy. thank you for sharing that story. That's yeah, so powerful. And first of all, your mom sounds amazingly, uh, financially uh, conscientious that she, she would is do this. Wow. I'm just amazed. As a single mom. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I have quicken, you know, I have an app, but <laughs> yeah, you know, she, she is amazing wow. at that. And she is retired now. She's actually been on the show. Um, and she did a, a, we did a great episode about her talking about the benefits of saving early on and being consistent in that because now she's got retirement money. She's able to live in a place that she likes and is comfortable and she doesn't have to work and she can afford 
her pill, her prescriptions and stuff like that. She's not one of those suffering seniors who's hating the the what's supposed to be the best part of their life. She's actually she did it right. It was hard. She said she came on the show and she said it was really hard. You know, there was a lot of work and a lot of piecing it together and a lot of figuring it out, but it worked. So you know that consistency worked and all those things that she was doing worked. Um, I just perceived that piece. Yes as a just enough piece. I don't think, you know, she never said that or we weren't, she wasn't teaching me that. That's just how my kid brain interpreted it because sometimes kid brain doesn't get the big picture. I'll say one more thing about this and then we'll jump back onto the conversation. Yes. But, uh, you know, with the law of attraction and with manifesting and all of these wonderful abundance laws that we have out right now, what I hear other coaches teach is, you know, act as if you have it and just, you know, do it all and trust that it'll come. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that that's prudent. So if you're listening to this right now and you're in a, you're in a period where you have to heavily budget or you're, you're watching what you're spending, I would really just invite you to do it with, with knowing that you're doing it for yourself and with gratitude and joy, because there's a difference between budgeting and feeling like, Oh, there's no Uber eats this month. This really sucks. That yeah. that's one mentality. And then yeah. there's the other mentality of saying, well, my future self is really going to benefit from a comfortable retirement, like your mom yeah. or from that vacation that I'm going to go on. So I'm doing this for myself because I love myself. I'm budgeting. Yeah. It's a, you know, and, and what changes that is just mentality. It's the same right. action you're budgeting. You're still budgeting. <laughs> you're still saving. And, and knowing like, I care about myself enough to yes. make sure that I have adequate money saved for retirement, for vacation, for bills, for food, for new shoes. Like this budgeting is serving me rather than this budgeting is inhibiting me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's wow. Right. That just, that simple shift of this is a self-service. Yes. This is not a stunt. Right. A limiter to me. Just right. wow. Yeah. 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 So budgeting so is awesome. <laughs> Yay, we're budgeting, you know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And you can call it like I've even heard people shift their their wording to calling it a spending plan because oh, they didn't that. like the idea of not being able to spend. Well, you're spending, you're just selectively spending instead of yeah. randomly and impulsively spending. So that's yeah. yeah. It, it's all about perspective, right? It, it just, really is. It really is. Okay. So childhood is one of those things yeah. that keeps us small. So, so one the of the three, one? So one of the three is childhood. The next one is ancestral. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you uh, uh, something that's not going to sound real, but I promise you it is hundred percent real. Uh, in his book, uh, healing trauma, Peter Levine talks about this experiment that scientists did with lab mice. And uh, they basically, the first generation of lab mice smelled cherry blossoms. They had no reaction to the cherry blossoms. They didn't know what these were, whatever. Then scientists started zapping them. So they would let them smell cherry blossoms and then zap the mice. Okay. And what happened like over a few times is the mice obviously developed a trauma response. So every time they would smell the cherry blossoms, they would kind of stop, freeze in, in fear. Yeah, that we that makes sense to us, right? First right, generation. Right. I don't want to get zapped again. <laughs> what is remarkable is that five generations of lab mice later, none of which were ever zapped. So only that first generation was zapped. But five generations after, 
would have the exact same reaction to smelling cherry blossoms. So, wow. so think about it. Your great, great grandfather smelled cherry blossoms was zapped. And today you're smelling cherry blossoms and you're freezing. Now you're thinking, cool, Elle, what a, what a great experiment. Thank you for sharing with us how people torture lab mice. That's not what this is about. <laughs> okay, Right. The, the point of the story is ingrained in our cellular structure is the memory of ancestral trauma. Mm. And one of the things I can 100% uh, bet on is you, me, Camille, sorry, you, Camille, me, any one of our listeners today has an ancestor or a family member within five generations of where they are today who has went through who has gone through famine who has gone through war starvation lack we what i'm trying to say is we carry that so i only have to go one generation i know i know those people right it's not far it's not that far yeah 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 so we're we're inheriting a lot of that when we come through and now you want to be a business owner and you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to be making, you know, six figures plus, and you want to be having an easy lifestyle. And one of the things that I find with my clients is that guilt too, that comes through, which makes mm. no logical sense. Yeah, actually the guilt of, Oh, you know, it's not so hard to run my business and make money, but, but like my parents suffered, my grandparents suffered. How can I, is it okay not to work 80 hours a week and still make money? Right. It's a lot to go through. Yeah. So, so we talked about childhood. We talked about ancestral. And the last one is pretty simple. It's collective. Uh, there's a lot in our collective uh, structure, a lot of, in our collective subconscious mind, particularly when it comes to women and money. And I won't go on my full rant about women and money. And <laughs> just a small rant. <laughs> just a tiny. Just, let me just touch on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say that up until very recently, the glass ceiling was not just a corporate thing. It was a real thing where women mm. did not inherit where women's dowries were passed from uh, fathers to husbands. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, we, you know, not even 150 years ago, we were viewed as assets, right? We were like, right. we were, our husbands, I don't want to say owned us, but yeah. yeah. So that is all still ingrained in our collective. So again, when you're getting on that sales call and you're wondering why you're having all these apprehensions about making money, uh, there's a plethora. And, and my final point on all this is, having compassion for yourself, just knowing that this exists and it's a real thing and it's in the subconscious mind. It can be cleared, but there's no reason to have self-judgment around it. There's no mm -hmm. reason to, to really, you know, to feel lack and not feel good about money, but then also judge yourself for not feeling good about your money situation. That, that to me is way worse. There is, there's so many solutions out there to clear up the mindset around it. So that's so now we've gone through like what it actually the subconscious blocks yes yes and that one's really huge you know it's we don't even realize sometimes how deeply those things run and how ingrained they are in us um you know that one about the the story where uh what was this movie tin cup i don't know if you've ever seen that movie have you seen that movie the golf it's I've like a golf movie. It. kevin costner it's like it's a good 20 25 years old it's not a new movie at all um <laughs> But Renee Russo's character comes in and she gives a riddle and she says, um, a, uh, 
I think it's a, a father and his son are in a car accident and they are taken to separate hospitals. And when the doctor comes in to treat the son, the doctor says, I can't operate on this boy. He's my son. How is that possible? And it's supposed to reveal that stereotype because everyone's confused. They're like, well, the dad's not there, so it can't be the son. Well, the doctor's a woman. She's the mother. Oh. But people miss it. <laughs> you know, that's that's Isn't the point that... of the story is that oh. people weren't even perceiving that the doctor, the surgeon could have been the mother. Been a right? Woman. right. Yeah. It's wow. just yeah, that's the that's so that's the point of the story. And it's very funny in the movie. I I, I really love that movie, even though it's cheesy, but I really like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love me my cheesy movies, okay? So it's okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many cheesy movies that I love. Uh just I'll just put it out there. My favorite movie is Clue from 1985. So <laughs> <laughs> all-time favorite movie uh totally off topic but the yeah. point being that everyone seems to know that these things exist we know that we have these preconceived ideas we know that we have this stuff kind of stuck in there somewhere uh but realizing that we don't have to feel bad about it it's like it's there it got programmed okay great let's move on Let's, let's figure it out. Let's clear it. Let's do something else. So I love that part of your message of saying it's a real thing. It's okay if you have this thing, because we all get programmed with it somewhere and totally okay to acknowledge that you have it and then figure out how you're going to fix it instead of just ignoring it or feeling bad about it. Oh yeah. Well, I keep thinking that, but I don't know why. And then you like do that spiral thing again. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. And it, it'll happen for an entrepreneur. And if you're running your own business, it'll happen at different stages. So, you know, it, it you'll have these blocks coming through uh, when you're just trying to make ends meet, when you're just trying to get yourself out of the red as an entrepreneur. We've all been there. And then it'll happen when you're trying to break past, you know, 10, 20K a month. And then it'll happen again when you're trying to break past the next ceiling. So right. it, it's very normal. This is like your subconscious mind really trying to keep you safe and, and trying to say, hey, are you sure you want to do this? It's a big jump. So it, it'll ha it'll always be there. But knowing that that's something that you can just work on yeah. the same way that we, you know, eat well or uh, exercise right. or some of it. Right. <laughs> some of us that can <laughs> you can just learn to do it you can learn to eat well you can learn to exercise you can learn to build your business and you can learn to change your money mindset exactly. thank you that actually sums it up so much nicer than me thank you <laughs> I love that okay so give us our little action items here like what well, how can we how can we do this how can we how can we get started Perfect. So, so I'm going to give you three mindset hacks. Perfect. So remember mindset drives uh, words that drives actions. And sometimes money just drives action without the words. So a uh, mindset is what we're going after. Money moves are literally the results of the money mindset. So three mindset shifts, starting with the first one, see plentitude in everything, see abundance in everything. And I oftentimes play a game with myself of like, you know, when I'm driving on the highway and I see something that I really like, I'll point at it and I'll be like, oh, that's abundance or that's money. You know, when I'm seeing like a really like nice sports car, when I'm seeing a really nice fancy place for dinner, when uh, I see someone wearing really beautiful clothes, whatever money wealth means to you, the moment that you see it, uh, just point at it and just show yourself like that's where it is. It's out there. And if it's out there, it's available for me. So what mm -hmm. we're doing here in this game, this is like a perpetual game. I really, I think I play it. I've been playing it for, for a couple of years now. And I still, to this day, and I really recommend it to my clients because you're 
continuously giving evidence to your subconscious mind that wealth exists mm -hmm. and wealth is available. So remember how we just talked about this whole lack mentality of like, oh, yes. do you remember that time when you No. now you're showing your subconscious mind, hey, look, it's out there. And so one of the thoughts that I use is like my perfect clients are out there and fully available for me. So yeah. everything, everything that you need in order to have a successful business in this day and age is out there and totally there for you. We have this amazing tool called the internet. We have people who are available for networking. We have coaching, we have books, anything that you might need to get into success mode you have. We really are living in an incredible time. Yes. So reigniting your mindset to see opportunity and abundance and everything. And it also opens up that portal of creativity to say like, huh, you know, I wonder how money's going to find me today. Ooh, Wait, I like that phrase. And I like the way that you put this of, cause you, you, you connected an extra step that I feel like might have been missed before, which is, and it's available to me. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times we notice the abundance that's out there. Oh, check out that car. Oh, that's nice dress. Like all of that. We notice the jewelry and the clothing and the cars and the homes and the stuff we see on the internet and all. We see it. We notice it. We know there's abundance, but we don't say, and it's available to me. Yeah. In Thank fact, I think sometimes we think it's not available to me. It's, and this is okay. Again, this is where perception is key. Yeah. In that moment of witnessing that wealth, okay, you can you can say, oh, that's somebody else's wealth, that's somebody else's really nice car. And I think most of us do that. But then what that creates is like you contrast yourself and, you, and then you're like, by by contrast, am I not driving a nice car? No. When you see something really nice outside, you can just, one of my mentors actually taught me this phrase. Um, she said, uh, some of that for me, please. So witnessing wealth outside and anytime you see something that's like really beautiful or that you would love some of that for me please <laughs> and sometimes yes. I talk to the universe sometimes I ask myself like can we can we get there we, I don't need to know how but I know that I'm asking for it and I I am um I'm in receptive mode of it yeah yeah just opening up Ooh, that is really lovely I would like some of that for me please <laughs> yeah definitely and, and this this is where you see also really successful people cheering on other people's success. Yes. Because truly, ultimately, if it's in your reality and you're witnessing someone else succeed, mm -hmm. that means you have in, in you the ability to see this success frequency. That means it's in you. Right. If you were not seeing other people succeed, it would also tell you that perhaps there's more work to be done, you know, mm -hmm. around the the wealth frequency. And yeah. also when other people are succeeding, it also means that like, you're going to be succeeding too. It's yeah. just a matter of time. It builds that trust. So yeah, first mindset hack, see plentitude everywhere. Some of that for me, please. I mean, that's kind of like a two point, but yeah, whatever. We'll call it one. We'll call it one. We'll I have, call I have it one. Okay. Two, we'll call, it, call it one. And as always, you know, uh, for any listener out there, like take what works, leave the rest. I mean, I'm eccentric and kind of kooky, but whatever clicks for you is what's most important, truly. Yeah. Yeah. So our second mindset hack for today is just deciding to succeed. Your, your success is inevitable. You don't need to know how, just knowing that you're going to do it. And taking a couple of moments, perhaps, and just kind of committing to yourself and saying like, I 
am succeeding. I put no pressure on my journey or my timing. So in my opinion, the difference between successful people and not successful people are, are people who take any kind of failure and mistakes and they learn to pivot. And, oh, and yeah. most of all, they don't make their mistakes mean something about them. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes when we get a rejection on a sales call or our big um, idea for a marketing pro, like our marketing promo didn't work or whatever it is, we let it affect our own self image. Mm-hmm. It, it has nothing to do with who you are. It's literally just business. And Camille, before we, we started recording, you were sharing with me that you're part of this amazing mastermind group and you have all these ideas and then they tell you yay or nay. And they do. <laughs> they do. Yes. And what, so something you said really kind of like hit me in the feels. Cause I realized like, Oh, that used to be me of this massive amount of pressure on the timing and the journey and not being far enough yet and like waiting to celebrate the success until I hit some certain level of success before I could be all happy about the success that I had and like that is the fastest way to not get any more you know (laughs) to to not be to not be grateful and happy about the success you've achieved and to put all this pressure on getting more and more and more and oh I got to hit this other thing and oh I didn't make the same as that person or I'm not quite up to that level like yeah I I wasted a lot of time hanging out there so I just want to tell everybody else like if you can get past that faster than me good job just just go go right on by that you don't need that (laughs) yeah don't give up like timing is not timing is just what we make of it in our minds. Truly, there is no time in the universe. When we look at it, time is an illusion. I think Einstein said that the best, but we, as business owners, we really want it today. We want a business that we can start year one and then live off of in year two or three. (laughs) We want it to feed us. And then we want luxury vacation and all the things from this little baby. And now don't get me wrong. There are stories of, of amazing success and we think overnight success out there, but again, comparing yourself to that and then, and then setting yourself in a lack mentality, that's where we got to stop. Your timing is your timing, but deciding that your success is inevitable. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of what is going to work for your audience right now. What's going to work for your clients right now. And what's going to work for you and your own um, timing and your own rhythm. And, and this is where Camille, our amazing productivity coach comes in and teaches you how to actually maximize your time because yeah. we're all different. The way that I operate during the day is completely different than I'm assuming you Camille. Uh, so I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. Cause most people operate differently during the day. Um, and that's yeah. one of the things that I focus on is like helping people figure out how they operate and then optimize how they operate. Don't operate how I operate because that's not necessarily going to be you. So like I'm a total morning person and I have clients who are like, no, my time is at night. I'm like, great, yeah. let's set your schedule up. So you're doing the important stuff at night because that's when your yeah. brain wants to do it. So yeah, totally. And yeah. that's, and it's that's just along little... the same lines. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. one tiny um, shift that you can make in your business, right? The way that you operate. Now you can make marketing shifts. You can make sales shifts. You yes. can make uh, pivots around your client avatar. But again, being able to know that I'm going to succeed. It's going to happen. I've gonna taken happen. out timing from the equation. I'm just going to put myself out there and, and try different things until it happens. Right. Yeah. It's guaranteed so, to happen. I'm just going to keep going and watch it happen. 
So and, you yeah. know, it's it's true. We're surrounded by so many success stories of people who have been in business a long time who will literally say the same thing to you. And why are they successful? Because they've been in business a long time. Just, they just <laughs> hung out. They just stay <laughs> doing it. Yes. Yeah. I feel like um, you know, that everybody sees the success and they assume it was overnight because they didn't notice before what was happening. They weren't perceiving all of the things that happened leading up to it. And almost everyone you talk to that's successful is like, oh, well, I had these, you know, 10 years over here where this didn't work and these three other things that didn't work. And then I did this thing over here and it sort of worked. And then I had this and then it was kind of better. And now I have you know, and you don't see that, you don't see the 15 or however many years, 20 years before, you just see the results and think that they did that amazingly well, and then compare it to yourself and see that you're still on the journey. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm terrible because I don't have the thing that they have. And you're like, oh, you're just, you're just slightly less there. You're just not quite there yet. You're still, you're still on your way. So, and really we're all still on our way, right? Always. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, I don't think we ever fully retire. I, I yeah. don't think we ever stop. This is this is our passion. This is why we're doing this. So yeah, yeah, and it's exciting. It's exciting to own your own business and just try it's different great. things out. Yeah, yeah. the moment cool. you think you've arrived is like the moment your business starts going downhill. Right, <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's the third one? And the last point I'm going to leave you with is really um, this idea that there's no missed opportunities. There's no shortage of opportunities. Uh, there is only uh, your next money move and there is only your next level of uh, expansion that's waiting for you. And oftentimes we beat ourselves up about, you know, not following up quickly enough on a uh, for a sales prospect or maybe, uh, you know, not being aggressive enough for our marketing, whatever it is that you think that you're not doing well enough or that you might have missed out on. Uh, I really invite you here just to stop, question those thoughts because it's just a thought. Uh, and and now figure out from today, how can you shift? Because your clients are coming to you. It's they're they're always people are always looking for your services. And why are they looking for your how do I know that for sure? Is because you have a desire to do the business that you you, uh, you know that you're gonna do and you have a desire to provide that service. And so what happens on a universal plane, I'm gonna get woo for a second, okay, is uh, supply comes first and then demand. So essentially what that means is if you're looking to provide X services to somebody, there is that somebody out there right now looking for those exact services. You wouldn't have had the idea, you wouldn't have had the drive. So really knowing that you have not missed any opportunity, you have not done anything wrong, you're just going forward and looking for your next money move and then just just stepping into that fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that, so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is the coolest thing, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. What are you most excited about right now? Like what's good in your world? There's so much to be grateful for, but I'm just so excited about leading my clients through. I have a one-on-one -on -one, uh, wealth activator experience. It's a 12-week program. We go through all of these things, everything from like mindset, subconscious work, healing work, and then finally visibility, sales. How do we deal with money in a fun, exciting way where we can really start loving the money that comes into our lives so that you show up completely. You show up as who you are knowing that you're ready for your next expansion. And that again, it's inevitable. So that's, that's like the biggest thing that really drives me every day. 
That's so cool. I absolutely love that. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing with us. It's been so great. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Elle, you can visit her website, AbundancePlayground.com. And she's also on Facebook. Thank you as well to all our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. I'm a business optimization coach, financial educator, author, and speaker. You can contact me and find out what I'm up to through my website, CamilleDiaz.com, and follow me on social media at Cam Unfiltered. Be sure to follow Money Heart at Money Heart Show. And our website is moneyheartshow.com. Elle, would you like to share today's money mantra? Yeah. So this money mantra actually goes with that third step of there are no uh, bad mistakes. So the money mantra I use is actually from Florence Scovel Shin. She wrote this book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. It's one of my favorites. It's an OG. Like it's literally, it started us off back in like the 1940s, I think. Nice. So this is the mantra. There is no loss in divine mind. Whatever is meant for me comes to me with ease and abundance. Mm, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me.